Today is Father's Day, and I thought that at a time in our nation when it seems like fewer and fewer men have faith in our God, that this might be a good night for a lesson on an example from the Old Testament of faith. And so the title of the lesson this evening is The Just Shall Live by Faith. Habakkuk 2 and verse 4. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Have you ever had a bad day? I don't mean a typically rough day, the kind that most people experience. Those are the days that bother us, but we get over those rather quickly. No, I'm talking about a day or days that could best be described by one word, and that word is calamity. Roger's thesaurus has the short two-word description as disaster or tragedy. The list of words with similar meaning include affliction, catastrophe, distress, misfortune, ruin, scourge, the worst, tribulation, woe, and wretchedness. The kind of days I'm talking about are far from ordinary. They could be called life-changing or life-threatening. This evening we're going to take a look at an example of living by faith. We find such faith demonstrated in the life of the prophet Habakkuk during a time of calamity in his life. The prophecy of Habakkuk dates to about 607 BC. The Chaldeans were moving westward, but had not yet reached Judah. God was going to use the Chaldeans to punish the Israelites for their wickedness. Habakkuk chapter 3 is a cry to God to again perform his miracles as he had done in the past. Our lesson covers how Habakkuk reacted to God's answer to his prayer for deliverance. So this evening we will be in Habakkuk chapter 3 and verses 16 through 19. That's our passage for this evening. Habakkuk 3, 16 through 19, that's found before Zephaniah and after Nahum. When I heard, my body trembled. My lips quivered at the voice, rottenness entered my bones. And I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he comes up to the people, he will invade them with his troops. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will join the God of my salvation. 
The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. Beginning in verse 16 of the passage, we find that God has answered Habakkuk and revealed to him that his plea for the deliverance of Israel will not be granted. Habakkuk's trembling body, quivering lips, and debilitated bones show what a shocking and terrible impact the answer had upon him. With an attitude of resignation for what he must do, Habakkuk will submit patiently to the will of God. God's ways are righteous, whether they are in accord with our own personal desires or not. There came a time when Samuel the prophet was forbidden any longer to grieve for Saul. Reading 1 Samuel 16:1, it says, Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with the oil, and, I, and go, and I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. God's punishment of the wicked is as much a part of his love and justice as the rich rewards of his favor and blessings. At the end of verse 16, we find the reference to the day when the Chaldeans attack the Israelites. All people, including the prophet Habakkuk, knew the terror of military disaster. He immediately refers to to some of the results that were to be sure to accompany the approaching invasion. Looking at verse 17, we find a vivid description of the results of the scorched earth policy of the Chaldean invaders. The end result of such destruction would be starvation and death for tens of thousands of the Israelites. Everything of value would be carried away by the ruthless invaders. Whatever remained would be destroyed for the purpose of making the land uninhabitable. It is certain that such an outlook on the future would have had a great source of pain and agony in the heart of Habakkuk. Ending this pitiful lament Without any further comment, Habakkuk would go on to declare his joyful trust in the Lord in the next verse, no matter what would happen. Let us read verse 18 or our passage once again. Verse 18 of Habakkuk 3. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Habakkuk's love of God and loyalty to his creator did not depend upon God's answering his prayer in the manner that Habakkuk had hoped for. The words of his response here in verse 18 have inspired people of all generations. Christians throughout history have treasured them in times when all of their earthly possessions were lost and their plans have failed 
Sometimes we Christians are left with no other alternative except that of passing through the shadow of death. There is no more emotional comment on the principal words of this prophecy that the just shall live by faith than that which is contained in these verses. The declaration is beautifully and nobly worded. Habakkuk's unwavering faith in God is not blind. It's not blind faith. He demonstrated with the full knowledge of the horrors that were to come upon his native land and the people that he loved. So why was Habakkuk able to use the words rejoice and joy in verse 18? The secret of such a response is found in the object of his love, his trust, and his affection. It is God himself. In verse 13 above, in chapter 3, it says, You went forth for the salvation of your people. The salvation that Habakkuk spoke of in verse 13, here at the end of verse 18, has become my salvation. <coughs> Habakkuk's salvation in prosperity and in, verse, in adversity, in joy and in sorrow, and in victory and in defeat. We finish the lesson by reading from verse 19 again also. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. In times of wealth, abundance, and full stomachs, mankind has been taught to look for the presence and blessings of God. However, here in the person of Habakkuk, we find someone who can dispense with all of that. He believes where he cannot see. Who loves God, not for his gifts, but for himself. Habakkuk, who can give up all the blessings and gifts if he has but his God. Habakkuk, in closing out verse 19, speaks of the deer, one of the most sure-footed of all creatures. I'm sorry, creatures. The image of the deer represents the fact that no matter how rough life gets, Habakkuk will not stumble and fall. As we conclude this tremendous prayer psalm, we are reminded of the words of Job 13:15: Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Habakkuk's words here are worthy to stand alongside those of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from Daniel chapter 3 and verses 15 through 18. So we're going to turn there for a moment, if you would, to Daniel 3 and verses 15 through 18. Here we find Daniel's friends have disobeyed King Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar is speaking. Now, if you are ready... At the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning furnace. And who is the God 
who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Such a spirit of faith and love is surpassed only by the words of our Lord in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Luke 22:42. Faith is the ability to feel so sure of God that no matter how dark the day may become, there is no doubt as to the outcome. For God's people, there is a glorious future. It may be a long way off, but it is absolutely sure. And so, in a time of gloom and despair, Habakkuk is an incredible example of the just shall live by faith. Thank you. We now offer an invitation. If you are here this evening and you have never been immersed for the forgiveness of your sins, I, I believe everyone here is a member of the church, but if you have not been immersed, we do offer that tonight. We would be happy and we would be glad to baptize you into Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. However, knowing that most of you are brothers and sisters in Christ, I think the important question is, where are you tonight with your faith? Uh, I know personally, going through a lot these last couple of months, your faith can be attacked. There are people and things that want to take you away from your God, remove the faith you have in him, and let you go into the world as if everything is okay. But without God and the faith you have in him, believe me, you're not going to get through the days ahead. And the brothers and sisters here, maybe someone is going through a difficult time and needs our prayers tonight. You need the support of us. We're here for you. Whatever your need is, please let us know what that is as together we stand and sing our hymn of invitation. 